Welcome to Liam's Mail. My name's Liam. Thanks for joining me on the show. It's a great day to be alive. And uh, we hope today's mail is good news to your body, soul, and spirit. Hey, I hope you enjoyed last podcast uh, with Andrew Scarborough. I would encourage you to click subscribe. And uh, we're just excited to be kicking these off. And uh, there's going to be weekly content. And the way that I think it's shaping up, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I don't have uh, 100% this is what it's going to look like. But what I believe it will look like for the next little bit is one week I'll have an interview and then the next week you'll get a little 15, 12 to 15 minute um, thought process, unpacking uh, topic from me. And so this morning I really wanted to just jump straight into it and you know, uh, there'll be a bunch of people listening to this that probably know who I am. There'll be a bunch of people who don't know who I am. And so uh, I thought this morning I wanted to give context around one topic. I'm not going to go into it too uh, in-depth today. Maybe it's time, it'll be time for another one where someone interviews me. Uh, But my testimony and story is out there on YouTube and podcasts and different things all around the world. And so um, you can probably find that. Uh, However, I wanted to, one of the things that I really wanted to do on this podcast, and obviously uh, in the intro we talk about, we hope today's mail is good news to your body, soul and spirit. And, you know, we, I believe we are triune beings. We have a spirit, we have a soul, which is our mind, our will, our emotions, and we have a body. And we're living in a world right now where one of the biggest topics that's talked about in the secular world, in the faith world, in the spiritual world is this area of identity. And who are we? I don't think you need to be too, um, you probably need to be more shut off from the world than than in the world to not, not realize that there is an identity um, crisis, an identity discovery, an identity... Um, yeah good bad or indifferent going on and i i am so passionate about identity because uh there is only one of you 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 have the most unique fingerprints that anyone has even twins don't have the same fingerprints you have um a created value and a created purpose and i tell uh i tell people all the time um, obviously, being a, a a believer in Jesus Christ as as the only way to God, uh, I believe that He is the only true God. I believe that He is the only way to God. Uh, I tell people all the time: if Jesus paid the price that He paid on the cross because of sin, so I believe that Jesus went to the cross and became sin, so that people could actually come back to their right relationship with the father uh he paid that price because the value that was behind that price was worth significantly more and so uh you know you don't pay a million dollars for an iphone because it's not worth it and so jesus jesus went to the cross to redeem humanity from the curse of the of sin and and so that that is one of the greatest things that I think we can understand with our identity is, hey, apart from God, I'm, I'm nothing, but I'm actually valuable. 
and I am significant. And that's whether you know God or you don't know God if you're listening to this podcast right now. I, I just want to say this, that if you don't have a personal relationship with God, he loves you, he's for you, he adores you, he thinks you're incredible, and he created you with a value, with value, he created you with a purpose, he created you, he created you. And you might be sitting here thinking, I, I am I am useless. I have stuffed up. I have done all these kinds of crazy things in my life. I don't know what the meaning to life is. I don't even know this God. I've heard all this before, Liam. I've heard you, you know, I've heard people talk about you, God loves you, God's this, God's da 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 da. And and but the reality is, so when my uh daughter, Charlotte, I've got three daughters and one on the way one child on the way uh, as we're recording this. Um, when Charlotte was in the womb, I had this thought, which I believe was the voice of God. And this thought came to me like this. I was sitting there one day. I remember where I was. I was in Kilsyth in a kitchen and and God spoke to me. And he says, Liam, you love that child 100%. And I said, yep. And he said, it hasn't done anything to deserve your love, but it's your kid. It's got your identity. It's got your DNA. It's got your bloodline. It's got all of those things. I said, yep. He said, okay, has that child performed, done something to deserve your love? No, it's been freely given. Yep. He said, that is how I love every single person on planet earth. Whether they know me or they don't know me, he said, your child hasn't met you yet. And that, he said, that is like, the, the, he said, the world is like a womb waiting for sons and daughters of God to be born again. And here's, here's where I want to hone in on. The Bible says that, that in John 1, 12, it, it says, actually, I'm going to read it to you so I, I can quote it correctly. And uh, in John 1, 12, it says this. But to all who did receive him, talking about Jesus, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the famous um, Christian verse of all time is, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And... Jesus is talking to Nicodemus and he says, you know, hey, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said you must be born again. So this thing of identity, this thing of of, of like, hey, the world and when I say world, I'm talking about society, culture, people that don't know God. Is what God is waiting. God is like, he's knocking on the door saying, hey, I want my children to know me. But love doesn't force its hand. Love is an invitation because love doesn't seek its own. Love is, is not self-seeking. So love goes, hey, I love you like I love Charlie. If you want to love me back the invitation is there. And that is how God sees the world. God says, hey, I love you. I've actually made it possible. I've removed sin. I've removed the 
the uh, the ability to be separated from me and now I'm inviting you into a relationship with me. Do you want it? And that is how God sees the world. And and people, I've had many conversations with people and they say, um, you know, God, God made me this way. God uh, must have created me this way when it comes to identity, when it comes to sexuality, when it comes to upbringing, when it comes to generational uh, living, when it comes to different things. So let me give you an example. People, I've sat with people and they say, Liam, can you be born gay? I said, I think that question is irrelevant because the question is, regardless of where you are on that spectrum and regardless of what you believe about that, you need to be born again. Not born of flesh, but born from above. And these are some of the conversations that I want to have on these podcasts is is sometimes in Christianity, and I I just want to say from the outset, there's been Christian people that have done things really, really well, and they've loved well, and they've, um, and and I just want to say this, love doesn't mean agreement, right? We, as a, as a Bible believer, I believe that the, the word of God has the final authority on, on things, not cultural, um, constructs, not, um, cultural opinions, not, you know, whether I think it's right or wrong or any of those things. Though the the Bible, what God says, he's the creator, he's the perfect creator, what he says goes. If he says Liam Swains have to stand on their head to accept Jesus, then then that's just what I have to do. And so, but but when I spoke to this person, they said, you know, can I am I born gay? I'm like, I think that's irrelevant. The Bible says that we we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. Jesus took that sin upon him on the cross, and I need to be born again. I need to actually be born from above. Now, whether it's homosexuality, whether it's lust, whether it's thief, whether it's uh, an addiction, whether it's sin in any area of your life, you need to be born again from above. That's what the Bible clearly states. Romans 5, 6, 7, and 8 talk about this about 48 times Paul writes that you're dead to sin and alive to God, and you're to consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God, Romans 6, 11, 12. And so my thing that happened to me, I grew up in a very dysfunctional home. I grew up in a broken home. There's been lots of restoration and healing in that now. But I had an uh, abandoned father. I had a, 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 a trauma, tr- troubling upbringing and I had a lot of anger and a lot of um, frustration and different things in my life. And I didn't know who I was and I didn't know who God was. These are the two things that I really want to unpack. And God, when I became a Christian, I still struggled with lust. I still struggled with things because I didn't have my identity rooted and founded on the foundation of I'm born again, born from above, that I have a new creation that the old is gone, the new is come. I put it this way. I'm not becoming, I'm married. When I got married, that was the wedding day. That was the day that my wife and I, not just a signed bit of paper, yes, it was that, but it was a con- a covenant, not a contract. It was a covenant agreement with each other that we're saying, hey, till death do us part. 
and we took that seriously and we consecrated the marriage uh, that night obviously it was it was beautiful and um and we we then began our our marriage that was the wedding day that is the moment of conception when someone gets born again so to speak in this analogy and and uh and so but then i'm learning how to have a good marriage christianity is not so much a development as it is a discovery of who we've become in Christ that we couldn't do anything to deserve it, but he freely gave it to us. I now have to accept it, but when I accept it, I become born again, and I believe it, I become born again, born from above. But I'm a baby, even though I'm 15, 21, 35, whenever it is that you give your life to Jesus, you now are a baby, but you learn how to discover who you've become as a new creation in Christ. So I'm not now walking out my front door saying, hey, I need to learn how to have, uh, how to get more married. No, I am married. I need to learn how to discover, I need to discover how to have an awesome marriage with my wife. That's the same in Christianity. That's the same in the world. The world has programmed or or, uh, given you a mindset through all different ways, upbringing, traumas, uh, experiences, um, tragedies, highs, lows, everything. So I'm not belittling those. They're very real. They happen. But they don't define you. God defines your identity, not you, not your experience, not your upbringing, not whatever it is you've been through. The moment you become born again, you have a brand new lineage. Your lineage goes back one. That's Jesus. He's your Brother, your saviour, your great-great-grandfather is Jesus. And he actually wipes all generational problems, all bloodline problems. He wipes them all away and he gives you a brand new identity in him. And now we get to discover that identity in Christ. Listen to this. Romans 6 um, Two says, by no means, how can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. Right, so there Paul is right. He's saying, hey, you died to sin. That is the question that the world is asking today. The world is asking, who am I? And I, I want to encourage listeners on this podcast, the only way... I can say this confidently. The only way you find true freedom is in the discovery of your identity as a new creation. You cannot, you cannot find your identity in the things of your of your upbringing. The things that, I'm not belittling those circumstances, so please hear me. But you cannot find your identity in your upbringing apart from Christ. Can Christ redeem your upbringing? Can Christ redeem your sexuality? Can Christ redeem 
Christ can redeem anything. I believe there is absolutely nothing for those that are, that open themselves up to Jesus that he cannot set them free from or he cannot redeem or he cannot change or he cannot transform because I have experienced that and I've seen too many people who have experienced, experienced that. Does that mean we, you know, don't have feelings, emotions, um, habitual things in our life that need to change? No, absolutely. That's where the journey of relationship with Jesus is the transformative power because the gospel is the power to transform. That's where those things become. That's where church, uh, home groups, fellowship, people that you that are championing you, love you, uh, can can correct you, can challenge you. All of those things, I believe, are uh, important. But the world right now is, I, I believe the church often asks the wrong questions. And, and I want to ask this question, are you truly living free? Truly living free? Because the Bible says, who the sun sets free is free indeed. And so if you're not living in freedom, you've got to ask the question, what are you believing about that area of your life? If you know God, ask the question, what area uh, am I believing maybe a lie in that area that I'm not living free? The Bible says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Knowing truth is a person. He's called Jesus. And when you truly know him, you will not just um, not just be like, hey, I'm saved. You will actually live a free life. And that's free from sin. That's free from um torment that's free from your past that's free from all of those things because you have been born again born from above i lived uh 10 years addicted to pornography and in that moment um when i had this revelation the lord instantaneously set me free does that mean temptations and things haven't come knocking again no that doesn't mean that but i am free from the power of it because my nature is no longer sinful, my my nature has been born from above, and so that that's that's what I really wanted to hit. Because um, <clears throat> I want to read one la- one last scripture before we before we close this up. But the world right now, obviously, the whole transgender um, stuff, the whole um, you know, I can choose my identity, I can choose my sexuality, I can choose my you know whatever no. Do you know what? It's the only thing when you truly understand your true identity in God, it's the only thing you don't choose. It's something you receive because it's a free gift from God. And so you don't choose your identity. It's been given to you by the Lord, but you have to receive it. Listen to this. Uh, Galatians Seventeen. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. The desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies and things like these. I warned you. As I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, people often hear this and they're like, oh, I'm not going to inherit the kingdom of God. And 
they get really, they're like, you're a bigot, you're a da-da-da. It's like, no, no, God loves you. God's for you. When you receive him, you get transformed. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus, listen to this, have crucified the flesh with its, with its passions and desires. So those who belong to Christ Jesus, those passions and desires get crucified and then we can live free. I want to encourage you today that the reality is right now that our world is in such a crisis of identity. And it's looking for sons and daughters to speak the truth in love. Don't love to speak the truth. Speak the truth in love. And I really believe we're going to see a world born again, transformed, because Christians will not count people's trespasses against them, but they'll actually show them the deep, deep love of a father. But not just, hey, I love you, but hey, I love you. And God can transform you. God can set you free from your torment, from your pain, from your addiction, from your... And that doesn't mean it might be instantaneously, but if you will open yourself up to his spirit, you will truly live free because the spirit of God is the power to transform a person's spirit, their mind, their will, their emotions, and heal their body. God bless you guys. I hope... Today's podcast has inspired you, challenged you, and I really believe we're going to see people transformed. Till next week, bless you.